consultants. What I was just talking about last hour. I want this to become a thing in the future where you hire a consultant who somehow makes sure that you get all the information you want about various things and none of the crap you don't want. And a good for instance, I have seen three times today that Tom Brady and Giselle are moving to Florida. What? I they need, are? I need to live in a world where that doesn't get to me at all. I don't yeah. need to know that. I need that yeah. filtered out. And I'm sure there's something else in the news that I would like to know that I have not seen. Yeah, I've tried the curated news services, and I just, they're not good. I, number one, I don't want to be siloed. You know, only get information I agree with. Right, it. that's what happens. You get all hardcore political stuff or all sports or, no. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've, I've tried various services, and they're just... The, the problem is, there are two problems. N- number one, if you click on a college football story, you'll get 500 college f- football stories a day for the next six months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I would think that the algorithms could get to the place that, especially over years, you could figure out what I'm interested in. He likes sports a very little bit. If it rises to this level, he wants to know about it. But below mm-hmm. that, he doesn't. Um, he has very little interest in celebrity news, except for in this world. And it would figure that out. Right now, it seems like it's all designed the way ads are. And what you complain about all the time, which is hilarious, that if you if I shop for a barbecue grill, I get all barbecue grill ads for the next year, as if I'm just going to buy one every day. <laughs> I'm going to have 12 of them or in my backyard. Better, maybe even a better example would be like a washing machine. I mean, right. which is a purchase yeah. you make, you know, once every eight years (laughs) i got a washing machine stop giving me ads for it but that's the way they treat you with news and my second complaint about it is as a uh, staunchly independent conservative uh, the news is so skewed to the left i mean i cannot get past the uh, heaps of liberalism that come in my various news feeds and and you know i know where to find it i don't need to be pointed toward the new york times for instance Although I have some really good stuff coming up from the New York Times. So it's interesting, anyway. And speaking of uh, left-leaning uh, uh, publications, The New Yorker, outing Diane Feinstein is too old to do her job. Huh, that's Stay interesting. tuned for that. Yeah. Oh, and i got to get to the governor of North Carolina, flipped off an 8-year-old and bragged about it. Stay with us. Uh, I found this piece really good. And it's, you know, speaking of uh, drinking from a fire hose information-wise, it's uh, from the website slowboring.com. Now, Matthew Iglesias, whose work I've known other places, is writing for him. I guess he's just an independent journalist these days. But he really dives deep to into the... all the girls I've loved before. Different guy. Different um, Iglesias? A different fella. Uh, but he is doing a deep dive into the terrible missteps in the government and the media early on about masks. And it's it's incredibly thorough. One of the points he makes, and he starts with this uh, opinion piece in the New York Times, Elizabeth Rosenthal, January 28th, telling people, wash your hands instead of worrying about masks. And then in the fifth paragraph, though, she points out, now, there are some situations where masks are probably a good idea. Um, uh, you know, and if you, know, you have a respiratory infection or somebody's coughing and sneezing, it probably is a good idea. And then... Uh, Isaac Bogach from the University of Toronto dismissed masking as overly alarmist uh, right at the end of January, but in the same interview conceded that if someone has a respiratory infection, masks are helpful at stopping spread. And then the CDC study that went around that you heard about, concluding that masks are ineffective for controlling seasonal respiratory disease. But if you read what it says in detail, it's because household use of face masks is uh, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of it's a bad sentence, but. What they're saying is people don't use them at home and people give each other colds at home. 
Um, okay, but, but that's he, got nothing to do with me going into the convenience store. Right, right, exactly. And so on that level, it's a great illustration of how you get the most incredibly grossly oversimplified version of the news through the mainstream media. And you don't even get all of paragraph one, much less paragraph five. You're never going to hear that. Headlines are often misleading to the point to being the opposite of what the story is about. That happens all the time. Right, right. Or there are caveats or exceptions to the story that you fall squarely into. And if you read the second paragraph or were told it, you would know that right away. But then he gets into the uh, the terrible, terrible late February Surgeon General blurting out that masks are simultaneously ineffective, but also very necessary for health care providers. Dr. Fauci later told Nora O'Donnell that Surgeon General Adams' concern about shortages was driving the train the whole time, as I have been speculating. Quote, we were told in our task force meetings that we have a serious problem with lack of PPEs and masks for the health providers who are putting themselves in harm's way every day to take care of sick people. Um, and as you have said, Jack, they did not trust Americans with that incredibly complex and subtle truth that, look, masks are good, but please save them for the doctors and nurses right now. Um, yeah, that was uh, that's terrible. That's the worst kind of uh, leadership. Masks don't work. They actually work. We're just telling them because we're afraid we'll run out. But well, later how do you we'll think, tell them they do. How do you think that's going to play out, you geniuses? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and again, this is some really good writing at a website I'd never heard of in my life. Uh, he goes into hygiene theater. California, for some reason, kept playgrounds closed until late September. Yeah. Yellow tape around all the playground equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he also makes a point that I've heard in a couple of places now. And it just, again, it goes to the, the poor quality of our leadership. How much have you heard about ventilation, air purifiers? Why doesn't every home in America have a $50 air purifier? Mm. Why are we not hammering that for restaurants? I mean, we've made them spend tens of thousands of dollars and shut them down anyway. Ventilation is a huge factor in the spread of uh, respiratory illness, but nobody's talking about it. It's just a little frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. I swear, every governor, every president needs to have a director of common sense. Just some guy or gal or maybe a panel of them, people who work for a living, they're raising or have raised kids. Maybe they volunteer, they coach sports or, you know, whatever. There's just you got to have a common sense panel because the, the level of dumb stuff that gets through is really astonishing. Uh, looking at Google's year in search. So it's kind of interesting to find out what people we're searching on Google. Google's so omnipresent. Maybe it's a monopoly. I don't know. Uh, musicians and bands. The most searched on Google. I don't think I ever searched Shakira, but that was number one. Followed by... What, what, what did she do? Followed by uh, Have August... Have seen the image tabs? <laughs> followed by August Elsina, which I'd never even heard of. That's how so, out, of, out of touch I am with musicians and bands on Google. Adele, the third most searched. Then Doja Cat. <laughs> Van Halen made six because uh, Eddie dying, I suppose. Mm. Lizzo. There you go. Yeah, I don't want those image tabs. I don't no know. Offense, I don't Lizzo. know. Quando Rondo. It rhymes. Um, mentioned the most searched uh, TV shows started with Tiger King and followed by Cobra, Cobra Kai. That facts in with uh, everybody I know. 
uh-huh. was into those shows at some point. Hey, Sean, what's what's the general feel of Cobra Kai? Is it adventure comedy? Crane chop to the neck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all crane kicks all the time. No, it's um general feel. It is a somewhat tongue in cheek, lighthearted look at the universe of Karate Kid thirty years later. It has it's a very simple, not complicated. It's not a darker look at anything. It's a, it's a dramedy take on yeah yeah. It's a dramedy. Ralph Macchio, it, <laughs> whatever his name was. Uh, Ralph Macchio, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it, uh, Billy Zabka was the okay, uh, was the bad that's guy. That's fine. Um, that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for an elevator pitch. The, but, yeah, uh, I love I love the show. It's 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 hilarious in all the great ways, and it, and it not because it tries to be. The number one search actor on Google, not surprising, Tom Hanks, because he was the first big celeb to get the COVID, and everybody's like, oh my god, Tom Hanks has the COVID, and they searched it. Right. Then Chris D'Elia, who I don't know. Uh, he was a stand-up comedian who had a little bit of a canceled problem earlier okay. in the year, so that's what that was. Oh, that reminds me. You got an email from an alert listener that uh, the, the one of the guys in the band 21 Pilots. Mm, love is 21 now, Pilots. My kids are so into them. Well, he's being crucified right now because social justice warriors trapped him into not properly supporting Black Lives Matter or something like that, that he should be using his platform to press for justice. And he was getting so many of those messages, he put on a pair of platform shoes and said, here I am using my platforms. Good to dust these things off. And for that, he is being crucified online and has had to get on his knees and issue a hostage video apology for, for not conforming. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did. Wow. He did. The, the guy's a devout, Christ, a devout Christian. He said it would be a really nice fella. Um, you know, he's got a lot of the problems that musicians have. He's, he's shy. He's awkward. He's I got depression, whatever. But, yeah, he is being murdered and forced to his knees by the woke crowd right now for. And again, his crime was silence because silence is violence. So evidently, any bass player from any band, any actor, any business person, any business, if they call you out and say, you're not doing enough, you better get on your knees right away. They doxed him and his kids. Wow. His kids were getting threats. I'm going to listen to 21 Pilots on the way home. Just to uh, put some money in his pocket, maybe. My taste in music is your face. Love that song. I, I've never heard it in um, my life. <laughs> uh, Diane Feinstein too old to do her job. Well, the New Yorker says maybe we ought to take a look at that. And we got a pharmacist who says he's been filling out Alzheimer's prescriptions for members of Congress for years. Wow. I think that would be a story. Wow. Among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Sometimes you gotta bleed to know that you're alive and have a soul. But it takes someone to come around to show you how she's a tear in my heart. I'm alive, she's a tear in my heart. I'm on fire, she's a tear in my The poor beleaguered 21 pilots as the wolf crowd has come after him. Yeah, it really is crazy. Hey, here's my favorite part. But my taste in music is your face. I don't know what that means. But what does that mean? <laughs> How many pilots is enough? Is your face. <laughs> um, so uh, you got to think strategically, people. 
Any effort to bring down Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, if you lean right, is a bad idea because she will be replaced by somebody way, way, way to the left of her. I absolutely agree. I guarantee you that's true. Mm-hmm. But we probably should have people that are not completely out of it uh, at high levels in government. And she is the co-chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, as you know, from having just gone through a Supreme Court uh, appointment confirmation hearing. Jane Meyer of The New Yorker is out with a story that will make for some uncomfortable reading for supporters of uh, Dianne Feinstein, who is 87 years old. Wow. And She's California... doing pretty well for an 87-year-old. Is she? The story asserts that Feinstein's memory and overall cognitive ability have dropped sharply. The issue came to the forefront last month when Feinstein, as the ranking Democrat on the Judiciary Committee, asked a sharp question of Twitter's Jack Dorsey in a hearing. The problem is that after he answered, she immediately asked the exact same question again, seemingly registering no awareness that she was repeating herself verbatim. Oh, boy. Mayer also writes, again, this is in The New Yorker. This is not Fox News. Right. Mayor also, you know what? The New Yorker probably would, uh, uh, anybody that leans left probably wants her out because she will be replaced by somebody right. way to the left of her. Yes, I think you're onto it. She's a, And you're their puppet, apparently. She, she's a conservative by today's standards. Mayor also writes that staffers have been struggling to brief Feinstein on various issues because she sometimes forgets she's been briefed. In one of the more troubling anecdotes, Mayor writes that Democratic leader Chuck Schumer has had multiple serious and painful talks with Feinstein about relinquishing her leadership spot on the panel. But Diane kept forgetting that they'd had the talks and Schumer had to keep re-raising the issue, writes Mayor. Wow. It was like Groundhog Day, but with the pain fresh each time, the source sells to Mayor. Oh, my God. This story is making me sad. The insider likens it to having to talk with an elderly relative about giving up the car keys, but this time it wasn't just about a car, it was about the U.S. Senate. Feinstein has since agreed to give up her leadership post in the committee. Uh, I had not heard that. Um, No, I hadn't heard that either. Is that true? I had not heard that story. Huh. Uh, I'll do some digging. So Schumer went to her and said, Diane, I think... I think maybe we need to take a look at where we are mentally, and and then she forgets they had the conversation, and he has to come back and have it again. Oh, that'd be rough. You real yeah. you'd realize you're into a completely different thing here. You have the conversation with, you know, granddad or whatever about whether you got to be driving or not, and then when you bring it up again, you realize they don't remember talking about it the first time. Right. Yeah. Uh, evidently, yeah. Late November, she said she will not. Uh, seek uh, her same role in the next Congress. Okay, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. She did not say why, but said she would instead focus on wildfire and drought issues and the effects of climate change. Will she remember that she stepped down and not just show up and say, why is somebody in my chair? Boy, that would be uncomfortable. And this story, which is from a couple of years ago, but Sean had heard it and dug it back up. A pharmacist says he has filled Alzheimer's prescriptions for members of Congress. The story, which you can read here, I can't click on this, uh, <laughs> Try includes an alarming passage in which the pharmacist casually mentions that some members apparently have Alzheimer's. Mike Kim, the pharmacist turned owner of the pharmacy there in D.C., said he has gotten used to knowing the most sensitive details about some of the most famous people in Washington. I'm sure that's true. Mm-hmm. At first, it's cool. Then you realize I'm filling some drugs for people that are, have some pretty serious health problems. Um, listing raising their prices on prescription drugs, <laughs> listing treatments for conditions like diabetes. I don't care if you have diabetes and Alzheimer's. I do care if you have that. Yeah. Yeah. By well, the way, we have among the oldest Congresses we've ever had. 
Uh, we talked about the graph the other day where you not only have a gazillion baby boomers, but a chunk of the the secret generation or the silent generation or whatever. I mean, that's going <laughs> the back secret to, generation. That's going well, speak back, up and you won't be so secret. That's going back right. to talkies like world pre World War Two. Yeah, no kidding. I remember when it was uh, blackmailable information if you had uh, depression medicine in your cabinet or heck yeah anxiety or something. Or if like you'd that. ever seen a therapist, right? You right. could not be elected. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. a different time, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder what percentage of uh, you know the Congress people, senators are are on either Alzheimer's or depression. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the list. I mean, or lay on the couch telling the therapist, "I'm dating this Chinese spy, and I don't know if I should cut it off." Right, right. It's best to bring these things out. Uh, yeah, well, depression. I mean, depression creep. doesn't matter. I mean, if somebody <laughs> no. suffers from depression, they they might be a perfectly fine legislator. No, you take some Wellbutrin to... every day, and it's like you never had it. Well, right. So, uh, I mean, if they were like taking antipsychotic medicine, I think maybe we should know that. Yeah, or if you're a um, necrophiliac, are there prescriptions there for that? For that? Yeah. Is that a... <laughs> should oh know. boy, I got to go home and take my meds so I don't, you know, sex up the dead. <laughs> now that's a condition. As <laughs> soon as my meds run out late in the day, I just I can barely stop from turning into a funeral home. Okay, hey, hey huh? too far, too far. That was too far, too far. Edit that out. Come on, Mike, Michael, rewind the tape. Edit that yeah. out. All right, edit that out for the puzzle so that never, never airs. Armstrong and Getty. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna f you up. <laughs> That's Bob oh. Odenkirk uh, from Better Call Saul, and prior to that, almost all comedy roles his entire life. Sure. Yeah, he's made the transition from comedy to like. Comedy drama and now full on ass kicking drama. Full on like Charles Bronson Death Wish from the seventies. Yes, but uh, the trailer is fantastic, and you know acting's a funny thing because I I couldn't picture him in that thing till I watched the trailer, and then it seems perfectly believable. And realized, you know, if it was the other way around, if he'd always been doing this, and they announced he was going to do a comedy, I'd say, oh, Bob Odenkirk in a comedy, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. You yeah. see, actors can act like anything, is the uh, thing. The thing that got me to go <laughs> well, over... some can. The thing that really kind of cleansed my mind from that was when I, I failed to give Breaking Bad an early shot, because I was like, oh, you mean Malcolm's dad? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, whatever. And then it just blew my mind once I started watching I was watching the same it. way with Kiefer Sutherland when I saw previews for 24. That guy weighs like 140 pounds. Yeah. I could I could beat him up. <laughs> I mean, he was a great action hero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's such a problem for actors, the whole, uh, you know, typecasting thing. And I fall for it myself sometimes, which is stupid, because, like, I'll hear an actor has a band, and I'll think, oh, yeah, well, I used to think that. But now, oh, yeah, it's really incredibly surprising that somebody who's an actor also is a musician. It can't, it's not the least surprise. Or a musician decides they want to act. Oh, sure. great. Yeah. Why? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> they were all drama kids in high school, you know, doing yeah. both. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, As was I. 
So they announced uh, that the final approval of the vaccine last night, and we're going to start getting it like Monday or Tuesday, even though I heard one, I can't remember if it was an FDA or CDC person saying it could be out in hours. It's just like crossing T's dot and I's work. That's, that's what Fox get done. News was well, reporting well, last well, night. Get in a room and get that done. On a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I just, why Why did Great Britain get it days ago? Why did Canada start getting it yesterday? I, I feel like we've just got this giant government, I've got to justify my position at my agency crap paperwork that we're going through. That you've all we've all dealt with, whether you're buying a house or a car or whatever, just sure. stacks and stack of meaningless crap that's got to be signed. Yeah, um, I've heard a number of people call for this, and it might happen, but if it does, it'll be ignored anyway. But a bipartisan post-pandemic uh, game review, just break down the film, just figure out where all the weaknesses were. All of the, uh, you know, the, the slow responses where were the bureaucratic bottlenecks. We we need to take a serious look at what we did and get ready for the next one. But again, no bureaucrat in D.C. will give up turf, nor budget, nor power. As well, I, you know, I don't want I don't want to be cynical. I'm sure we can find and change some things. But, uh, you know, I'm not not super optimistic. As Jimmy Kimmel said, I would let him give me the vaccine right in the eye if I could go out to dinner tonight. That's not actually true. I don't care about eating out that much. But if I, you know, get back to regular life. Um, How about your kids being in school, you know? Kids being in school, that sort of thing, sure. Uh, But not everybody feels the same way. Latest polling on this is states frantically prepare to begin months of vaccinations that could end this pandemic. A new poll finds only about half of Americans are ready to roll up their sleeves when their turn comes. The Associated Press did a poll shows about a quarter of adults aren't sure if they want to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. Roughly another quarter say they won't. So a quarter say they won't, a quarter say they're not sure, which is obviously half. Huh. Yeah. Many on the fence have safety concerns and want to watch how the rollout fares. If people are getting sick or their eyes are falling out or losing their hair or toes turn blue or whatever side effects you could possibly have. I could live with blue toes. Uh, experts say at least 70% of the U.S. population needs to get vaccinated to achieve herd immunity. Not everybody agrees on that, though. Um, I that, that crowd that's not sure, when they find out that their insurance company is not going to pay for their hospital stay, if they don't get the shot, then you're going to do it. Yeah. I don't know and- how I feel about that, but that is what's likely to happen. And, man, you'd be risking... It's average fifty to $80,000 if you end up going to the hospital with this thing. You'd be paying out of pocket. Right. You right. can't afford that. I can't afford that. Well, yeah, and I, I also think there'll just be a certain amount of uh, herd, uh, not mentality, but just you see hundreds of thousands, millions of other people get the thing, and they're perfectly fine. Well, people will figure, all right, I'll go ahead. Uncertainty, I think, is at the heart of the people who aren't sure or even who say no. And, you know, the more people get it, the more people are fine, the more certainty they'll have. I have no concerns now, but experts have stressed that no corners were cut during development of the vaccine. Among those who don't want to get vaccinated, though, about three in ten said they aren't concerned about getting seriously ill from the coronavirus. And around a quarter said the outbreak isn't as serious as some people say. So those are the two different views. Hmm. About seven in ten who said they won't get vaccinated are concerned about side effects. Ice falling out, blue toes that I was just mentioning. I don't think that's a thing. 
<laughs> um, but there's there's a decent chunk of the crowd that is anti-vax everything, right? Always. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, those people obviously aren't going to get it. Well, we can put them aside. We don't need them. But it's the, uh, you know, it's the general hesitant crowd that <clears throat> is going to cause a problem. It says here, among Americans who won't get vaccinated, the poll found 43% are concerned that the vaccine could give them the coronavirus, something that's scientifically impossible, it says here, since the shots don't contain any virus. I thought that's kind of what happened when you got this. You got a little bit of the flu. or No, that's the difference between uh, standard vaccinations that have a little bit of dead virus in them, and this is the messenger RNA sort that... Um, it, it just works differently, and I'm not sophisticated enough in science to be able to explain it well, but <clears throat> it's different than the standard sort. Uh, one of the most interesting things I've heard about this, the, uh, uh, what was his name? The, the general who's in charge of distribution and everything. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was the doctor, uh, whose name keeps escaping my mind, uh, Slave or Slowe or whatever his name is. Um, but he was explaining that, and this is very new technology. They now have, platform technology to develop vaccines he said it's just like changing a cassette in a cassette player we take out the genetic code that we were using uh, to develop a vaccine we just pop in this new genetic code and then it's like a, a machine that then churns out what we need to know for a vaccine and so going forward we ought to see vaccines uh, popping up really quickly just like this time cool it's kind of cool the way he explained yeah it, that's explained awesome it. um if you know why we're not getting it like today as opposed to great britain and canada i'd be interested our text line is 415-295-kftc i think joe is right i think once it comes out and everybody's getting it nothing's happening it'll be everybody will be getting it i don't think it's gonna be a big deal and those of you who feel the need to write impassioned emails uh, about this, don't bother. It's fine. Believe what you want to believe. Joe reads. We're not every, trying to talk you into anything. Joe reads every one of those emails. I do, and I answer them in prints, depth. Prints well, them out and puts them in a file. Watches every video that you include with them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah, no matter. Links. Guys, this is really good. It's an hour and a half video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, you know what? People are trying to be helpful, and I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Times 450 per day? Yeah, not uh, not going to happen. <laughs> no. Oh, hey, there's uh, there's more on the whole uh, uh, Eric Swalwell honey trap thing that I've been reading about. Uh, we were talking about this earlier for a bit, about how uh, China has many hundreds and probably many thousands of honey trap spies, women uh, and gay fellas who go out and ingratiate themselves with public officials, defense contractors, just anybody, uh, industrial uh, people, uh, business people, um, just to gather whatever intelligence they can, so, not just classic spy stuff, but just everything. So if you got a, a Russian, I mean, sorry, a Chinese national as a girlfriend and you're fighting above your weight, you're like, wow, I, I don't know. I don't know how I pulled this off. Um, you now know why. Yeah, She's a spy. Yeah, so more of the how they do it, why they do it, uh, what to look for, where these people are generally, and uh, more crap on Eric Swalwell, who's just a despicable human being. You lying creep. More examples <laughs> of him carrying China's water in Congress, in what? the Intelligence Committee, for some reason. It's a real head-scratcher. We'll have that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. Truly believe. 
Boy, music fans, it was a big day yesterday. Taylor Swift announced and dropped a new album. New album from, for Taylor Swift is a big deal for a lot of people. And a new single from David Hasselhoff, which you're listening to right now. He's taking a metal turn. <laughs> David this, this, is making, this is stressing me out. This is a mess. All metal stresses me out. That's why I don't get the appeal. And I realize for some people it's relaxing. Like yeah, my son, yeah. who runs my youngest, who runs really, really hot music like that kind of punk music mostly is what he likes, but it somehow calms him down. Yeah, I think it lets out the energy or it matches the speed of your internal conversation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the, uh, the stresses me out, like you just said. The woman, uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm bad with actors because I really don't care about them. Uh, but the gal from uh, Dead to Me, uh, uh, Christine Applegate. Uh, she, uh, her character listens to like really heavy, heavy, heavy metal, uh, to relax. And it always edges, it makes me edgy listening to the show or watching the show. Yeah. Is there, is there like, is the heaviest version of heavy metal just a jackhammer? It is. Yeah. That's <laughs> just correct. construction. Just construction work. Yeah. B- b- band saw, that sort of thing. Yeah. Stop the hammering. <laughs> hey, uh, Sean, play me, uh, play me clip number 54. Would you, uh, Eric Swalwell carrying uh, Chinese water in Congress? It is not the view of the intelligence community that China and Russia are equally acting in this election. And I can say in open session, that is false. And it's false for the American people to walk away and believe that there's any equivalence between what Russia and China are doing. You lying creep. Yeah. I remember the particular article that came out about that, that China has had, has, way more capabilities to screw in with us than than Russia does. They're just they've got more money, they got more equipment, they're better at it. But oh, anyway, yeah. he was trying to claim that no, no, China, come on. What do you, what do you my Chinese girlfriend, I mean someone I know. Um <laughs> maybe it's my Chinese spy intern. I can't remember who told me. But anyway, so Eric Swalwell, congressman from California, you had a Chinese spy girlfriend for a while and <laughs> Let her plant one, uh, plant another spy on his staff uh, is uh, under increasing scrutiny. Republicans are calling for him to be tossed off the intelligence uh, committee, of all things, um, since he's been compromised by Chinese spies. She planted one on his staff. What the heck? Unfortunate uh, I would phrase. Say. Yeah, it was totally unintended. Maybe you ought to get your mind out of the gutter, huh? Anyway, oh, so we were talking earlier about uh, a big piece in the New York Post, which is so interesting. And we'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to read the whole thing yourself. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to say that we have uh, uh, the Nigel Rotund tracks from 10 years ago up at armstrongandgetty.com. That was 10 years ago. We got to play some of that next hour. Yeah, and I think we have the Bob Odenkirk trailer and the story convicted terrorist released due to COVID risk because he's too fat. My mom <laughs> called me yesterday after watching the Nigel Rotund videos and had all sorts of questions. Okay. And I was just <laughs> thoroughly entertained by the whole thing. We will get uh, into that next hour. Highly unfortunate. But anyway, so <laughs> the uh, the New York Post piece, which is so good, and, and it quotes so many intelligence uh, officials, former intelligence officials, they're going into the fact that uh, China has hundreds of thousands of spies of various sorts in the United States. Uh, many of them academics, uh, many of them students, uh, good old-fashioned taking picture of military installation spies. But they also unquestionably have thousands of these honey trap spies, uh, red sparrows, if you want, uh, spy-stitutes. I just came up with that. What do you think of that? That's pretty good. Spy-stitutes? Spy-stitutes. Yeah. I'm not sure I can say it. spies. Frost spies, spy statutes. I don't like to think about it. <laughs> <clears throat> 
But it's funny that we don't all, this isn't common knowledge because they dig into the history of the thing and um, say this is happening worldwide. And according to BBC analysis, rather than being run centrally, these operations tend to be run out of the Provincial State Security Bureau, each of which deals with different geographic regions of the world. So Shanghai might, example, for example, cover the U.S., Beijing covers Russia and former Soviet republics, Tianjin covers Japan, Korea, and so on. Spooks to stutes. Prostaspooks. Prostaspooks. Winner. I like it. (laughs) That's the winner. Yep. In early 2011, French counterintelligence officials issued a warning that China had been deploying, quote, beautiful female spies. A.K.A. Prostaspooks. Yes, to steal business secrets and blackmail their subjects. Such incidences included a Chinese spy sleeping with the top French pharmaceutical researcher and videotaping the affair as fodder wow. for blackmail. God, I'd love to know the other end of it in China when they when they get these people. I mean, do you are you a member of the Communist Party and you've sworn allegiance? You say you'll do anything for your country, or do they just find hot chicks on the street and say, "Here's what you're going to do"? Oh, I wonder yes. how they do it. Yeah, yeah, I I have a feeling there are a fair number of attractive women who apply for intelligence services, and and if they say, hey, uh, we're going to crush your mom under a pile of rocks if you don't do this. I'm then... pretty good with computers. Can I just do that? No. No, you got to no. go sleep with Midwestern mayors. Oh, right. boy. A year earlier, Britain's security agency MI5 accused the Chinese government of directing honey trap plots to hack into corporate British computer networks. MI5 had in 2008 distributed a document entitled The Threat from Chinese Espionage to numerous security officials and execs of banks and businesses, boldly cautioning that, and I quote, Chinese intelligence services have also been known to exploit vulnerabilities such as sexual relationships and illegal activities to pressurize individuals to cooperate with them. Oh, boy. Uh, When U.S. and other Western officials make trips to China, even more warnings are raised. Uh, in particular, uh, this security official said there was a bevy of anxieties ahead of the September G20 summit held in Hangzhou in September uh, 2016 because, you know, hot Chinese girls will, will latch on to you. Oh, you're from America? That's fascinating. You know, when I went to Russia, when I was, when I was in Moscow, uh, 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 an attractive woman hit on me in the lobby of the hotel, and I, I knew something was up. But I never thought about it being a spy. I just thought, you know, they just think... Uh, businessmen, prostitution, money. But it certainly could have been a spy. Yeah, I mean, they could have been about to whap you over the head and take your stuff, or it could have been a spy. It's hard to say. Um, Let's see. uh, Officials working with the prime minister at the time were uh, issued direct notifications by U.K. government security experts in advance of going to China uh, to avoid the lure of, quote, Chinese spies offering sex. Dossier collated in the UK earlier this year is reported to detail how honey traps have been used on bigwigs across the region in promoting the interests of Huawei. So they're wow. sending because remember, everything is integrated in China through the Communist Party. Industry, uh, intelligence, military, you know, your local uh, wet bat market or or whatever. So yeah, they're using their spies to promote Huawei. But so, but but Swalwell, who's still on the House Intel Committee and has access to all our best secrets, um, he he knew she was a spy. He was told in 2015, 2016? I think it was 2015. A long yeah. time ago. And he still ran for president. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he must not be that worried. Or, or he's, you know, a Chinese agent. Of course, I, I, I don't suspect he is. I doubt that. Although he certainly could be a victim. "Quote unquote" of something like this, or maybe you just maybe you just back off and let people do their thing, see how high they're going to get before you you pull the chain. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're just trying to ingratiate themselves with up-and-coming political stars. But he could have fallen for something like this. In 2016, the newly appointed Dutch ambassador to Beijing fell for the classic ploy, the hot Chinese spy girl, despite his training in security. And his cell phone got stolen and secrets were siphoned off by his uh, female Chinese spook, the prosta spook. Wow. FBI is declining to comment on the Swalwell case, but it is assumed by everybody they talk to to be the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Quote, the Chinese have a very ubiquitous presence here, and the only way to prevent it is through education and awareness. Instead of saying no comments, Swalwell should be doing a public service announcement warning others to be vigilant. No kidding. No kidding. He should be he should be doing a video saying this is what happens. This is what to look for. Yeah. Yeah, he should be. And the fact that he's not is uh, well, it makes you wonder. Doesn't makes make, you wonder. Doesn't make me wonder. He was sleeping with her. <laughs> they had a sexual relationship, and now he's hoping they can keep that secret. You lying creep. Well, having sex with a really hot Asian girl is not like, you know. No, and he wasn't married at the time, but if he was right. dating his, who is now his wife at the time, which I don't know if he was or not, that, that would th- certainly throw a wrench in your life. Armstrong and Getty.